You're listening to The 21 Day Pursuit, a daily journey toward the heart of God. We believe that no other goal or pursuit will satisfy if not born of loving and being loved by Jesus. So welcome to The Pursuit. Welcome to the 21 Day Pursuit, where we are pursuing the reality of God's love and His love for us in our pursuit of Him. We are on day 12 of our pursuit, and my name is Lindsay, and I got here with me some awesome co-hosts. I got Josh. Hey. And I got Allie with me. Yo. (laughs) And we are looking at faithfulness right now in our 21 Day Pursuit. And today we are looking at Hebrews chapter 11. If you want to follow along, reading our daily devotional, encourage you to look at the show notes. There's links there where you can get the daily devotional, follow along with us. There's a devotional, a scripture reading, a worship and prayer prompt, and it's really powerful what God is doing in our lives as we go through this. Today's reading and author is with us. It's Josh, which is great, the man himself. And we're we're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, and Hebrews chapter 11 is a pretty amazing chapter. A lot of times we call it kind of like the heroes of faith. It's like the the Hall of Fame. They can be heroes. (laughs) Oh, man, that's not me singing. That is the one and only Allie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually sound like that, I promise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I encourage you to check us out online. She's got a great voice. And Hebrews chapter 11, it's a long chapter. I encourage you to read it in your daily devotional. It's one of my favorite chapters in Scripture. It just goes through and just recounts. It's like a little um, time travel through Scripture, highlighting different people that God used and we read through the Bible. And really talks about the faith that each of these people had. I'm going to read a few of the verses and just kind of give us a taste of what is there um, in Hebrews chapter 11. The author says, starts in verse 7, I'm going to start there. It says, By faith Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. It says, by faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, received power to conceive offspring, even though she was past the age, since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Verse 23, it says, by faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they did not fear the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. And it ends just this amazing thing where it talks about, what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. And it just keeps going. Like all these amazing call heroes of the faith. And there's so many more names there. I'd encourage you to read that. But as we're just kind of looking through that, and as you guys have looked at that chapter, what stands out to you as you look at these people being called these like examples of faith in God? What, what do you see when you read that? What, what stands out to you? Uh, you didn't read this line, but I, the, my favorite line is when it, when it says, they were too good for this world. Wow. I love that part. I love that part. We're not talking mm-hmm. about that right now, but it kind of goes with with what I see, and it's actually repeated about four times um, in this chapter. Uh, 
like they live like tourists. Verse 13 says they agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. They were looking mm-hmm. for a better place. And so they actually lived this way. You know, we, we can kind of talk about that and we, we, we talk about living with eternity in mind. Um, but when you, when you actually live that way and talk that way, like they talked about eternity all the time and they lived like they were just passing through, um, it, it, changes, it changes the way you live. It really does. Yeah, I, one of the things that comes to my mind is just the difference between living life on this earth and kind of being consumed by it and then what the promise of eternity actually means. I think the biggest difference that stands out to me is the fact that when we go through life here, like these, like Josh was just saying, that these people were normal people. We are normal people. We knew the Lord. They knew the Lord. They had an, an anointing. We all have an anointing. And um, it's really cool that we get to relate with them in that. But um, when I think about just the way that humans kind of live um, in this day and age, it's really easy to say, okay, well, I'm just going to go from point A to point B and then B to C. And if I don't like this relationship, I'll move on to the next one. And if I don't like this job, I'll quit my job and find a new job. Or if I hate living in Pennsylvania because it's cold, I'm just going to move to Florida because that's what Josh told me to do. (laughs) Sarasota, don't go there. It's mine. You want to offer yourself. I claimed it. Sarasota is Josh's territory. Literally. But I I think the thing that stands out to me the most in saying that is that it's very clear that on this earth that we're constantly looking for a way, you know, can I be more satisfied? Can I be more happy? Can things get better for me? What can I do by my own strength and power? And then when we look at the promise of eternity, uh, that's satisfaction is just what we'll be living in. It's you will be fully satisfied, period. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around that because we are finite human beings. But um, yeah, just kind of that, that's one that kind of knocks me off my feet a little bit to think that that, that table, that eternity that's being prepared for us, that I will be fully satisfied. Um, And then while I'm here on earth as a normal human i'll never actually get to experience what that's like so yeah it's it's crazy to think about there's four times it talks about talks about that yeah in the midst of these these normal human beings making these extraordinary choices Mm -hmm. yeah so there there has to be a connection with 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 living like you're a tourist Mm -hmm. like you're a foreigner Mm mm-hmm like this is not my forever home. Um, there's got to be a connection, and, and if I'm not living that way, and I'm not talking about comparing apples to apples. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about: Am I willing to make the extraordinary, um, what others around me would say, choices mm-hmm. um, for this God? Um, because that's that's what that's what they did. You know that that's what caused them. To make those decisions, it was yeah. it was that kind of perspective. So we can say we have that perspective, but is it is it causing me to make extraordinary choices? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's it's and it's hard because we get caught up because it's not that this world isn't important. 
and what we do here isn't important, right? right. We're not mm-hmm. saying that. Mm-hmm. But it is this dual perspective that it's not all there is. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between it not being important and it not being all there is. Mm-hmm. And they had this vision that this there's another kingdom that I have to live for. Mm-hmm. And there is this other reality. So I think of how much... I mean, it's like the sermon I heard recently where, like, all our little things become big things. <laughs> and it's and you drown in it yeah. because every little thing becomes a consuming thing mm-hmm. if you don't have this eternal, this understanding that mm-hmm. there is an eternal perspective, there is another reality that we're heading towards, um, and able to keep this world in perspective and to make those amazing choices to believe God and to, yeah. right? Absolutely. Why would you sacrifice if this is all there is? Is this your only chance to get what you want to get? Yeah. Right. Why would you sacrifice it? Just indulge yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> Both hands, just dig in. Just dig in, yeah. Eat the whole pan of brownies yourself. Yeah. Yeah, what's it matter? What's it matter? I mean, I'll be sick, but <laughs> that'll pass. That'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> what... What does, when you look at this, and I think sometimes we think of Heroes of the Faith faith today, I think of people like Billy Graham, um, I think of Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he's just such a hero to me, how much he sacrificed. Do you think that, though, we sometimes make the goal too big and almost impossible to attain? Do you think we should look at it differently? Like, because sometimes I might think of Billy Graham, like, no one's ever going to be Billy Graham. I'm sorry, but there's only one Billy, right? Yeah. And you think of these people, I don't know, do you think sometimes we make being a hero of the faith almost too big? And does it feel just like, I yeah. just should give up? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think th- this is something that gets all of us. Like, when you, whenever you read the Bible, like, if, if you're not looking at it the right way, you're going to walk away every time. And, and say, man, these people are light years away from where I am, you know? Yeah. And so we have this tendency to try to live up to something or someone that isn't us. And we have this horrible knack of either seeing people's worst or only seeing people's best. Um, and I think we absolutely do this with people in the Bible. We'll skim past where their life started, how they messed up, fell down, and we'll zoom in on their accomplishments, maturity, and the highlights. And we take them at their very best and compare them to our very worst. And we do this with social media. We do this with, with, with mm. a lot of different people. Um, but most importantly, I, I think it's God's not calling us to live their lives. He's calling us to live the life he has for us. It's so good. So like Billy Graham can be Billy Graham, but I'm not called to be Billy Graham. We're called to imitate, not duplicate. You know, we yeah. read the Bible, we read, we read about these greats, you know, um, we, we are supposed to glean from them, but it's, it's not our life to live. Yeah. And, and a lot of times what happens is we, we forget, we're, we're not living their lives, so we don't experience the grace they had for that. Mm-hmm. We don't experience what the supernatural God did for them to get them through mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. They had their step of obedience, and, and that's what we need to do, and that's what we need to focus on. But you know, we all have those moments we look back and we can say, how do we get through that? And we think about it, and we're like, I have no, I, I have no idea, because right now I'm screaming at the vacuum for yeah. this. And, and it's God's grace. It's God's yep. ability working in and through us to yeah. accomplish infinitely more than we could ask or think. It's and, humbling. I wonder if the people, like, I mean, they're in eternity with God now. If they're reading this chapter going, what? 
Yeah. yeah. I'm Seriously. in that chapter. Seriously. Right. Like, what? How was I Abraham? <laughs> I mean, I think one verse I read. I, I was dope. This, I was dope. <laughs> I'm the Abraham. I'm I am the, the man. The well, I think man. of one one of the verses I read was by faith even Sarah herself when she was unable to have children received power to conceive offspring even though she was past the age since she considered the one who had promised was faithful. Uh if you read that, consider the one. Yeah, maybe she considered God faithful after she laughed in God's face. Yeah, and then, and then God was like, "You laughed," and she's like, "No, no, I didn't laugh." And he's like, "Yes, yes you, you did." did. <laughs> and like, and God sees that. Yeah. And but she had this grain mm. of faith yeah. in her heart. She kept going. Like she didn't. And I think sometimes we have to. That's the convenience we have of taking each of these people's stories. We can go back to Genesis. And read the context of her faith and just realize, I do think sometimes we make them a little too big. Like God doesn't Instagram these people. He he gives us the context in scripture. We can go back and say, no, she wasn't perfect. It doesn't excuse our faithlessness and our sins, but he's able to do something with that. What What do you guys think in your own life? How do you, like Sarah's all her days of faithfulness, we don't see all these people's days of just showing up, mm-hmm. and what do you what do you do to grow in faith over the long haul, and not, you know, just have passionate moments, but actually have yeah. like a long haul life of faith? What do you guys do to just grow in that and cultivate that in your life? Yeah, I would say I thought about this question. I have I have like four things that I think. Um, I'm not saying I do these perfectly by any stretch of the imagination, but. Um, I think, I think when I think about growing in faith and in my life over the years, and what I see in the characters of the Bible and what God calls us to, I, I see being humble mm. as like the secret ingredient. Um, it's like the superfood to, to growing yeah. in your faith because if if we can't if we can't walk in humility in in our relationship with the Creator of everything, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and Jesus says that the two most important things are to love God and love people. And so I've got to be walking in humility to those two most important groups of people, the Godhead yeah. and, mm-hmm. and people. So yeah. um, I haven't arrived. I have a lot to learn. So walking in humility, I would say asking for opportunities. It's, it's praying for opportunities for, for God to intersect in my life. Um, number three, I think it's being in relationship with people who will speak truth in, into my life. And I would say number four, um, and this is one that I think is really important, but it's something I struggle with. I'm a work in progress. It's being interruptible. Which is so funny because you preached on that how long ago, and it's one of the things that has stuck with me the most that you've ever said. (laughs) I think if there's no wiggle room for life's unexpected, if there's no margin for the unpredictable, everything starts to look like an interruption. Everyone and everything becomes our enemy. That's... You know? Yep. So everything starts to become an obstacle. And, yeah. I, and I really believe, I said this in that sermon, that every, every interruption is divine. Yeah. And every divine interruption is an, is an invitation. It's, to, it's an invitation to draw closer to Jesus and, and to follow him and, and provides an opportunity to be, to be obedient. And you never know what will happen in those, in those moments mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're obedient to being interruptible. That, yeah. You know, being able to be interrupted. The first thing on my mind before you even shared those four things was the humility piece. 
And I mean, those of you who have been listening have probably already heard this at some point, but I'm one of our worship leaders here. And I feel like if somebody would have asked me this question that Lindsay just asked, and then really had the chance to like dive into the humility piece with me at a younger age would have just changed the game Mm. because now if people like if younger worship leaders ask like, what can I do to just, you know, be better at all this and just, you know, hear the voice of God and grow in my craft and grow as a leader and, you know, and so on and so forth. I would tell people like grab a mop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I wish like, I wish somebody would have told me that years and years and years ago because it would have helped me grow so much deeper in my faithfulness at a younger age that would have saved me a lot of heartbreak from my own arrogance um, and just selfishness. Uh, being, It's really easy if you're a part of a culture of a church that's just like, maybe you guys are super cool and you've been cool for a really long time and you're stuck in this somewhat toxic culture of like, it's all about us just being cool and chill and vibing and everything's easy. And it can it's so easy to lose yourself in that mm-hmm. and to forget about being faithful, but then you just kind of start showing up and you do things for the sake of doing them mm-hmm. instead of actually wanting to grow as a disciple, <laughs> as a tourist yeah. of this earth. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably the number one piece of advice I would give somebody. If you feel like there isn't something in your life that is causing you to be forced into a posture of humility, find something like clean the toilets at your church. Consistently, not Consistently, just not just once. And don't like, put it on Instagram. Don't put it on Instagram. <laughs> Serve in kidsmen. Take the trash out. Like, Get one of your leaders a gift that maybe is super outside of your budget, but you just want to trust God with your finances and you yeah. want to do something to you know, make somebody's day. It probably sounds super cliche because I feel like a lot of people preach on this, but I'm telling you, I would not have grown in my faith the way that I have in the past eight years of my life if I wouldn't have been very lovingly forced into a position like that from the Lord. And I'm so thankful for it, but also just having the opportunity to choose that, like I'm going to grow in faithfulness. So I need to learn, need to learn how to be humble. So good. So be humble nomads. Mm. Humble nomads. Who can be interrupted. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. Be humble nomads who can be interrupted. This is so good. Great conversation. I hope you were challenged today as you were listening for all the listeners out there. Hope you were really challenged. Reflect on your own life and just spend some time thinking about what is God challenging you to cultivate faithfulness? And what could he be saying to you? So thanks for joining us today for day 10 and look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another day of the 21 Day Pursuit.